Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to, or are listening to, Treks in Sci-Fi, the weekly Star Trek sci-fi fantasy podcast about all things geeky in the entertainment world. This week, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, I got together yesterday, actually, on Skype, and uh, about six, seven of us, counting myself, I think, all commented on the TNG episode from Season 6, Timescape. So that's going to be most of today's podcast. I do have a couple other things uh, that I'm going to hook into the show too, but that will be the main uh, part. And I think it's pretty fun. You won't be able to hear the TNG episode, I don't think, very much over all our chatter and commenting, but I think you might enjoy it. Uh, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun too. I have other people on the line to comment about an episode just instead of myself talking about it, uh, you know, so forth. Uh, but what I'm going to play for you first after the intro music is Rick Pete went to the Chicago Wizard World Comic Con uh, last weekend. I, yeah, it was just last weekend, I believe, in uh, in the Chicago area in Rosemont. And he is going. He sent in an audio uh, clip about his adventures there. So I'm going to play that right after the intro. And then right after that, I'm going to get right into the uh, commentary via Skype and uh, uh, all of the guys together talking about the TNG episode time. So that's about it, and uh, just sit back and enjoy the ride. Set a course for Earth, maximum war. I'm Captain Kirk. At ease before you sprain something. All six black and geek related movies deeply chose traffic, geek, and horror. This mission would have failed without your help. I won't be speaking. Captain Cardassians yet. Not, we're not done with the Cardassians yet. Not with the strategic importance of that world. And how do you approach Rico Dusty Strikes in Incoming transmission, Captain. Hi, this is Rick Pete, reporting to you from the Chicago Comic Con 2011 in Rosemont, Illinois, just outside Chicago. My son Ryan and I got four-day passes to the con, and we even got my wife Christy to come with us on Saturday. And I threw in a one-night stay at the Hyatt next door as a bonus. The con this year seems a little smaller in some respects than last year when Rico joined Ryan and myself. Of course, that was because largely there was a huge Star Trek presence last year, and that really brought in the crowds. But don't get me wrong. There were tons of people there this year, especially on Saturday. This year, the big draws were Bruce Campbell, Felicia Day, Christopher Lloyd, and most of the cast from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, namely James Marsters, Charisma Carpenter, Julie Benz, Nicholas Brendan. And of course, Julie Benz was also here based upon her role in The Ordinary Family. Other celebrities that we saw here were Vivica Fox, Tia Carrera, Lou Ferrigno, Louis Gossett Jr., who looks pretty old, by the way, 
Mimi Rogers, Gil Gerard, Aaron Gray, Pam Greer, and from Star Wars, Peter Mayhew was here, as well as Ray Park. I thought it was interesting that we only had really two people from the Star Wars universe here at this particular con. The floor itself was pretty huge, but I think the artist alley was probably the largest I've seen in the past three years. Definitely comics were the major vendor booth type present this year, but there was a lot, there were a lot of other booths, costumes, action figures, mostly Marvel and DC stuff. There was weaponry, you know, all that kind of good, all that kind of good goodness. There are also quite a few uh, t-shirt vendors out here this year. One thing that was unique was that there was a tattoo artist on the floor. I met his girlfriend while standing for photo op tickets. I just thought that was interesting that they would have a tattoo artist who was actually doing real tattoos. Sometimes those can take, you know, hours to apply. But you basically went in, you got an appointment, and he just he was busy the entire three days. Because every time I would walk by, I would hear that little tattoo humming, and he was working busy. He was pretty busy. Um, this year, there were a few, there were only a few notable Trek celebrities in attendance. Um, Patrick Stewart, who had to back out of the con last year, was here. LeVar Burton and Daniel Stewart. On Friday, Ryan and I stood in line to get a photograph with LeVar Burton, um, who played, of course, our favorite engineer on Star Trek The Next Generation, Jordy LaForge. Then on Saturday, I had the opportunity to get LeVar to sign that photograph and to speak with him for a few minutes. Then about an hour later, I attended his Q&A panel and live-tweeted the event. You can check out all those tweets at at sign R-P-E-E-T-E, R-P-E-T, on Twitter.com. It was interesting, as a side note, the handlers this year were pretty, pretty, pretty aggressive in making sure that... Uh, no one could monopolize the time of the talent. In fact, I had wanted to get, you know, I'd wanted to get some recordings from LeVar, and that was just not allowed. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, at his panel, he was pretty, he was pretty good. He was pretty funny, very genuine, pretty relaxed. I learned a few things, which is, which mostly you could find on the tweets. But uh, did you know that the visor was actually screwed onto his head? Yeah, there would be these two screws on both sides, one turned clockwise and one turned counterclockwise, and the prop and makeup people would screw it onto his face. He said after about 45 minutes, he'd end up with a headache every day, and that seeing out of that thing was pretty difficult. But he said it was molded to his face, so he was the only one who was able to wear that. Throughout the panel, there was a running joke um, of people asking him about his dancing skills based upon a comment that Patrick Stewart made during his panel saying that LeVar had some killer dance moves the night before and that we should all ask him about it. So, well, LeVar neglected not to demonstrate any killer dance moves, but pretty much said that he had his own ways of wreaking vengeance upon Patrick, and I quote, Patrick's bald head will be mine. So... Good stuff, good stuff. I got some video from that. I'll see if I can patch that together and get it to Rico. Another highlight for me this year was meeting Elena Huffman, who played Lieutenant Tamara Johansson, the medic, 
on Stargate SGU. Ryan and I took a photograph with her as well on Friday afternoon and then spent quite a while, probably about 10 minutes, talking with her at her booth later on that, that, that evening. She was very personable, um, gorgeous, very nice, spoke equally to both me and to Ryan, and shared her good news that she's pregnant with her fourth child. She's expecting a son. When we took her photo on Friday, I noticed that it looked like she was pregnant, but you know, that's not something you just go up and say, hey, it looks like you're expecting, because you know, you might be wrong. <laughs> but uh, her youngest is a boy, he's about seven years old, and he's very excited to be getting a baby brother, as his two other siblings are older girls. So Elena and I talked about the cancellation of SGU, and she was pretty candid about you know, how the cast felt pretty bonded by the initial negativity around the show. And even though there were many who liked it, like myself, um, she thinks that perhaps the negative, the negative minority was just a lot more vocal than those of us who quietly enjoyed watching the show. So we agree that sci-fi shows that have a balance of tech, action, and character development slash story are the best. So it was a shame that SGU did not get the chance to realize its full potential. When I asked her what she was working on nowadays, she mentioned that she's the main baddie in the upcoming Alphas TV show this Monday night. She said it was a lot of fun to do, wouldn't tell me what her power was, but uh, she said it was fun, and I encourage anyone who uh, hears this before Monday evening to uh, watch Alphas on Monday night. So as far as uh, goodies, I have to admit that this year I didn't buy as many collectible items as I have in the past. I did, however, pick up three large prints from Lightspeed. Two were Babylon 5 prints. One had all the ships of the show and was autographed by the captains. And the other was a nice print that included uh, photos of all the primary cast members in the series. These are pretty much for Ryan, who I've kind of turned into a major Babylon 5 fan. In fact, the guy at Lightspeed says that Ryan's probably the youngest Babylon 5 fan he's ever seen. As for me... I got a very nice print of Kirk, Spot, and Khan that's autographed by both Shatner and Nimoy. Unfortunately, Ricardo Montalban passed away about a week before the print was created, so it doesn't have his signature. But even still, it's an awesome print that depicts one of my favorite Trek movies, The Wrath of Khan. I did take some pictures while at the Khan and put them on my Facebook page. They aren't necessarily the best angle, but you'll see why I thought they were awesome. Other than that, we didn't get too much other stuff. We got, you know, T-shirts. Uh, Ryan got some Star Wars Lego guys that he didn't have. Um, we got an awesome Star Fury model from Babylon 5 that we're going to put together. Um, I did find some kind of cool mock-up ID badges and parking passes on sale. So now I've got a Hogwarts parking pass on my car. And I like to believe that it's the blue car from the Weasleys, right? I saw this really cool Captain America shield, but it was selling for 500 bucks, and I just didn't have that. I was sorely tempted, but in the end, I decided to walk away. But you know what? That shield might be in my collection in the future if it happens to be at the con next year. <laughs> um, let's see. I ran into uh, the booth for the sexy nerd girl, uh, Valerie. I saw it on Friday and uh, met with her staff there. She wasn't there. She was up and around. Man, that girl is busy. She was all over the con doing her own interviews for her, for her vlog. Um, but I wanted to try to set up a time to interview her for Treks and Sci-Fi. 
So I told them all about it. They thought it was awesome. And I visited that booth probably five times between Friday and Saturday. And each time, Valerie wasn't there. Once I actually passed Valerie as she was interviewing the guys at the Extreme FX booth and took a quick photo of her. But uh, so far, no joy on getting that interview. But today's Sunday as I record this, and I'm hoping that maybe Sunday morning will be good news. Her staff is excited to try to get this set up, so I'm kind of hoping that maybe tomorrow, maybe today, she won't be so busy and will be actually be at her booth. We'll see. Uh, another person I ran into was Joe Humrick. Don't know if you all know who he is, but he was one of the podcast hosts of the Smallville podcast and of the Tenth Wonder Heroes podcast. Um, he doesn't live too far from me, and uh, he and I have been good friends on Twitter and due to all of his podcasting efforts. So he was there, and uh, in fact, he and I met as we were trying to go to one of the panels for Patrick Stewart. And unfortunately, when we got there, Ballroom A, which was the largest room, was full. We couldn't even get in. So instead, we chit-chatted for quite a while and tried to set up a time to get together later. Um, other panels that I did get a chance to go to other than LeVar Burton's was one for Felicia Day, which I only was able to get in the last 15 minutes of. But she was amazing. She was great, um, very engaging with the audience, and was very open to answer questions and interact. Um, at one point, she was very quick to point out that she is not going to be in the next Avengers movie. Josh Whedon evidently spread some kind of rumor that said that, she, that he talked to her about it, but she said absolutely positively she's not been approached, she's not in it, and stop asking her about it. <laughs> um, the other panel I went to was Bruce Campbell's panel, and basically Bruce, Felicia, and Patrick were the big draws, and they were all three using panel using the ballroom A for their panels, and Bruce's panel was just packed. The guy is hilarious, albeit most of his humor is definitely for adult ears, which was a little distracting for me because I was sitting next to a bunch of kids who ranged from ages 8 to 13. Um, he was definitely different than any other panels I've been to in the past. At one point, he had asked anybody out in the, in the audience had they got any tattoos for, like, you know, Evil Dead or any of the movies he'd ever been involved in. And so about five or six people came up on the stage and they had sort of an impromptu fashion show looking at the tats and everybody got to vote. And then the winner, he gave, it turned out two, one girl, one guy tied for first place. We gave each of them a buck. He says, hey, you know, that's one dollar towards the $800 tattoo you just got. Um, but yeah, he was pretty cool. Towards the end of his panel, um, he was talking to a woman who used, who was one of his handlers uh, at last year's one of, at one of last year's conventions, and after talking with her, he asked if, if her boyfriend was in the house, and he was. So he asked him to come up, and then the guy got on one knee and proposed to the girl. Of course, she said yes. So that was kind of cool that he and Bruce had set this up ahead of time, and Bruce was enjoying this whole thing. So, but his 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 his, his panel was pretty cool, pretty awesome. Well, I guess that's about it for my Comic-Con report, Rico. I miss not having you there with me this time. It would have been pretty cool to have you with us. But hey, maybe you can come out here in the fall for the Star Trek convention that they're having. And by the way, this will be the last convention for Leonard Nimoy. Um, I heard that from his agent, who also manages Lightspeed. 
Nemo was at the Las Vegas TreadCon this weekend, and this was his last Creation Entertainment Con there. So if you haven't seen Leonard Nimoy in person at a con and you want to, Chicago's going to be your last chance. Well, we go. Thanks for your time. Take care, everybody, and back to you. Transfer of data is complete. Hello everyone, this is Rico, and we're going to do something a little different today. Probably haven't really attempted this before after all these podcasts. It is uh, Today, though, is podcast 345 for Treks in Sci-Fi. It is August the 21st. Yes, August the 21st, 2011. And with me today on Skype, what we're going to do is... Uh, talk about uh, a particular Next Generation episode, one that was actually selected through a poll on the Treks and Sci-Fi forums. And we've got about six of us and seven, counting myself, here on Skype, and hopefully we won't talk over each other too much. But uh, I'm going to just go around and we'll introduce everyone. We, first, we've got Billy Bobber Joe on the forums. Hello, hello. Hi, Joe. How you doing? Well, I can't complain. It's, it's Saturday, so yes, I have nothing Saturday. to complain about. Exactly. Well, that's, uh, it's always a good thing. And we have we have someone who hasn't joined us before. We have Ramon. Hi, hi Ramon. You are Gollum on the forums, right? Yes, yes, I am. Thank you very much for having me in here. Uh, salutation from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, how's the weather in, in New York the, right beautiful, now? Beautiful, beautiful day. Good Everything day? Yeah, ever since the last uh, rainstorm, it got cleared up. A Good. little muggy, but hey, we can, we're not complaining. It's summer, yeah. We'll be complaining in a few months when there's snow everywhere. So Yeah, after a while. Hey, Marco, we've got also someone else new. Marco's with us. Hey everybody, how you doing? Good, we're all good. Where are you at? In, in, in I am, I am on sunny Oak Island, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Okay, I love that part of the country. Great it's area. It's beautiful. It's hot, hot outside, but it's very cool here. Good, good. Office. Well, I'm glad you could join us. Thank you. And we have Brian, who I don't know. I think you've done a Skype call before, but it's been a while, right, Brian? I think I did a long time ago, but uh, in a this galaxy is the first far, time far, far away, right? Indeed, yeah. indeed, and this is the first time I'm doing a Skype call without wearing pants. <laughs> okay, enough information. Okay, too much information. <laughs> too much. Way too much. <laughs> well, he lives in that warm state out there. I just think it's all that, and uh, I, I was just flipping through <laughs> some of my Dilbert desk calendar, and they started this. Uh, on this desk calendar, they, they, they started this new policy. They said they'll cut back on the air conditioning, and they allowed all the employees in this on the Dilbert calendar to start wearing shorts. So they they, they don't quite look like Brian does in in, in uh, without pants, but you know Dude, it's it's a hundred and five here today. It's so Whoa. hot. Wow. <laughs> well, if we want to do no pants, maybe we should have been doing the episode justice from season one. Yes, that would have been all right. But and then also we've got uh, we've got Tim. Tim, who is King Isaac Linkser on the forums. Hello. How are you doing? And I'm I'm a bit sick today, but I'm here and I'm going to watch some Star Trek. All right. Good, good. And we have our buddy Mr. Moyer with us. Hello, everyone. So glad to meet you. <laughs> be glad to be meeting you now. I didn't know Jar Jar was with us. So. Oh, no, no, no. I no. kind of miss hey. Jar Jar sometimes. but I don't ever miss Jar Jar, but hey. Thanks for having me on today. I'm really looking forward to uh, watching the episode. Yeah, with, yeah, with, it's going to be fun. With smiley face Picard. Yes, exactly. Well, the uh, <laughs> the episode that was chosen, we had about five, I think, that we picked from. It's this is from. Uh, it's it's a pretty late 
uh, in the run of TNG episode. It's from the end of uh, season six. It's called uh, Timescape. And I was starting to talk about this earlier, but I thought I'd save it for the actual recording. One of the things I was thinking when I was sort of flipping through this episode and kind of remembering a little bit about it is this is actually a fairly complicated episode. And uh, but I'm, I'm sure that won't stop us from making some goofy comments anyway. And uh, and those probably listening have all seen it as well. So uh, what we're going to try to do is uh, everyone, you know, whenever you feel like, you know, just chime in with a comment. Try not to talk over each other too much. That's always a little yeah, tricky. Right. But uh, go go ahead. What was that, Ramon? Question. How are we going to be listening? We're going to be just muted or are we just going to. Yeah, you can't uh, try to keep your audio down. I'm, I'll be recording the. I've got the the episode queued up for myself, so the episode that I'm playing here is the only audio I want from the episode to be on the recording for the podcast. So yeah, if you've got any speakers on or whatever, that's why I was saying use a headset if you can. So no, not a problem. We got it. Okay, and uh, but what we're gonna do is just you know chit chat about the episode probably make fun of it a lot because when you get a lot of people together that seems to be the easy easy <laughs> easiest way. thing to do <laughs> yeah the mystery science theater uh, but i'm sure we'll we'll have some other things to say as well and uh and, and this one there were a couple other ones that might have even been a little bit more um one of the other ones what was that genesis where they all turn into weird little creatures of, uh, <laughs> yeah you know oh, so barkley's yeah. a spider yeah no it's 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 uh, the wharf one wharf turns into some like Oh, Alien. he's some big guy that spits venom. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, awesome. I was like, I was like, where did that come from in Klingon canon? They got, you know, to the end <laughs> of it. And we could talk about this as we're playing it too. But you know, they got to the in the last about two seasons of TNG. They 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 threw out some pretty weird episodes and some pretty weird ideas when you think they about were having it. they were having yes. fun. That was yeah. You tell them. I mean, they were uh, definitely they were, were definitely fun. going like, okay, um, have we done remember that? The one? Yeah. Have remember we done that? Have we ever had anyone turn into like a lizard? Mas- yeah. Masaka. Well, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but that's uh, that's the plan, and uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to start with, uh, I'm going to just do a little bit of a countdown. We've all got our the episodes queued up either on a DVD or Netflix streaming, which you can watch most Star Trek streaming on Netflix these days. And do you have that in Canada already, Joe? Did they find uh, it? We don't. Right. We actually just got the 2009 movie, and apparently... Um, what are you guys, the... living in the dark ages, or, or what's, yes. what's the deal? <laughs> I mean, we just got the 2009 movie on Netflix. Not okay. we didn't just get the. I, I, I know, seen the I know. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, actually, <laughs> we just CBS got just... the Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind <laughs> <laughs> in Panavision yes. or whatever. <laughs> but uh, no, we actually CBS made an has recently made an international licensing deal with uh, with Netflix. So I think we will shortly be getting Star Trek on Netflix, and I will be very happy when we do. Right. Yeah, I read about that. I wasn't sure when it was going to start or if it had started yet. Probably not, but uh, but sometime soon. So that's good. That's good because, you know, we like our brothers north of us to, to get this stuff eventually, you know, so you don't have to find other ways to do it. It's just... Uh, we, we are resourceful with our other ways. Yes. And, and actually, I've been doing... <laughs> there's a little retro or a reverse of that going on because I've been finding... And uh, Kevin and one of our new members uh, on the forum pointed out this show... What was it called? Lost Girl, this Canadian uh, broadcast show. It was kind of a Buffy-style show, and I, I had never heard about it before. So I, I, I'm balancing it out a little bit. I, I'm, I'm getting some Canadian shows that... Uh, yeah, we got we got a couple things. And actually on Netflix, I think we you guys just got Mad Men, and we've had it for a very long time. And you lost Dexter, and we got it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's just crazy. So, uh, all right, what we're going to do, I'm going to count down. So everyone get, get on your little pause um, buttons or your mouses and Mises and... And uh, we're all about two seconds into the episode, so hopefully this will all work. And uh, 
we'll do a little countdown. Three, two, one, go. Oh, you really did it this time, Will. All right. So we're starting out in sick bay. Riker's got this boo-boo on his head. Beverly's there, you know, doing her thing. He does look too happy. He just rolled his eyes at her. That's not very nice. I know. Yeah. What's he up with that? He misses Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> I wasn't playing Parisi squares. I love how they bring the, the pets into this episode. I love it. Trying to feed <laughs> oh, that's a spoiler, Rick. Come on. Well, spoiler, everybody's watched this. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't remember this episode at all. You're kidding. No, I haven't watched this in ages. Nope. Oh, uh, I like that. That was Riker's <laughs> cell phone going on. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have at least one phone in the episode. Does he have an iPhone? Oh, by the way. Oh, he has an there's iPad. There's somebody walk past an iPad, yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Catch, here's my cell phone. I always say that now. Every time I see someone walking around with a pad, I'm like, put down your iPad, Wesley. <laughs> I wonder if Jonathan Frakes has ever cured out of his little leaning head problem. You guys know that story, right? I think I've said that before on the podcast. Yeah, you've said it before. He used to, way early on, to make money, as a lot of actors have to do. He used to, uh, he was like a bellboy. Kind of person, and he had to carry luggage, and he'd always swing it up on his shoulder. And I guess eventually that made him sort of, you know, always hours. tip his head to the side. And now you say that, and his head's all tipped. The ah, well, it always is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it's very dramatic looking, though. You know, he makes it look very dramatic. I love runabouts. I think they're they're cool Captain little ships. They are. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is like one of the only times you see one really being used for TNG and Enterprise. Deep Space Nine all the time. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, TNG. But then again, why do you need a rod and bow when you have a giant ship? Right. Activate automatic helm control. Ah, uniformed Troy. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. She lost all the weight that she needed to, so she looked good in the uniform. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say, I liked uniform Troy a lot better than the other outfits. Hello, yeah, they put her in some doozies over the years. I, I mean, the, we called her counselor. Some of the dresses were okay and stuff, but but I don't know. She looks she looks good in the uniform here, definitely. Yeah. I can't remember who I was talking with. Apparently, that I was listening. Someone posted some type of interview with her, and she mentioned that as soon as they gave her a uniform, they also gave her her brain back in the show. Yeah, I noticed that. But then she eventually she crashes the ship, you know, in, in, in generations. So. She's not a very good driver, that's all. Yeah. In convention pictures, she looks fabulous still. She looks terrific. Absolutely not. I love how they're... I thought it was a topic you were interested in. I love how they're talking, um, doing the, all the accents of the professors the and the and the people that they were to be honest, watching at the uh, convention they were at. I spent most yeah, it's like how many times have you done that? I remember, you know, back in school, do you know, you do your teacher impressions and yeah. I love that 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 song that's out with Picard and he went droning on and on. Have you heard that rap? It's awesome. Very cool. And all he did was put us to sleep. I have a memory record of the entire lecture. Oh, I think this is it, isn't it? I could repeat the portions you missed. No, thank you, Dave. Well, it was better at the physiognomy workshop. Here he goes. Dr. Fassbinder gave an hour-long dissertation on the ionization effect warpness. Ionization. Before he realized that the topic was supposed to be psychology. Why didn't anybody tell him? There was no opportunity. <laughs> there he goes. There was no pause. 
He just kept talking. He had talked. That was the best look on his face, too. He like went all bug eyed. He does. No one had a chance to interrupt. It was really quite hypnotic. Really quite hypnotic. Data is looking at Picard like he's kind of lost it. He's slipping into the you know captain's whiskey. What was it like? Oh, it was incredible. Green. I could feel the oh. plasma moving up my arm. Ooh. It was warm and oh, and there was this amazing tingling sensation. I think my DVD broke. It's paused. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> is this thing still running? Oh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Captain. Just one tiny coffee cup. Data. <laughs> uh, it's just uniform Troy that's not paused. Yeah. Hmm. Moved through my chest. It was incredible. It, it was like Wouldn't taking they a that she just shot up? Energy. Yeah. It was not painful. Oh no! I. Counselor. He does. <laughs> Is there something wrong? It's actually quite quite interesting for me because Fran and I are actually we just started rewatching from sure. season one, so we're way back in season one, and now to jump to like I guess this is late season six. Is yeah. Very. It's it's quite jarring. Yeah, I bet. completely yeah. different acting styles, and they got so much better. I was about to say, mm -hmm. by completely different acting styles, you mean good acting? Yeah, yeah. and I mean the look, <laughs> the look of the show changed a lot, especially from it season did. one. Yeah. Oh, it did. just it the way they filmed lot. it and the quality, the quality of the film that they were they shot it on. I mean, they, there was so much video they seemed to use in season one that made it kind of cheap, but uh, Space. their production values definitely the stepped final up after frontier. that. Well, anything on the, on the first season These that they are the, the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. I don't like this words. ship. Does anyone like this ship? This ship is I like... Oh, God, please. It's really? not my The D? The Enterprise D? Yeah. It kind of grows on me. You know, from certain views, certain angles, it looks good. Certain angles, it looks bad. Like when yeah. it zooms by like this, it doesn't really look that bad. But when it's moving kind of slow, it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't look all that graceful. Of course, it's in space, so it doesn't have to. Except our minds, I think, don't it's really very, work like that. You know that. what it is? It's very late '80s deco. You know, it's got that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, Especially like me. with all the carpet inside. <laughs> My impression always was the way, the reason they went this way was to try to show that the engines and technology had advanced to the point where you don't need these big old engines on the back of the ship anymore. Oh, is that, I never knew that. that well, I, I don't know. That's just my impression from things that I've picked up and read and just sort of, sort of, I just kind of always had thought that Gene Roddenberry and the guys that designed, you know, the look of the new Enterprise were trying to show, mm. we don't need these big guys. We can get by with these little stubby engines now at this mm. point. At least it's just something that I've heard a couple of times from the effects guys and things. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, Ra Ramon, what were you saying about the first season? When I saw the first time when it came out on the poster, I got the poster, I didn't like it too much. It was like, oh, what's this? I mean, this is not the well, Constitution. This is a whole new thing. Bio but, scans yeah, check like out. There said, are no physiological anomalies. And then yeah. after a while, Something did yeah, happen you got to love it. I love Nice Ramon pulling out the Constitution class. Very nice. Nice. Well done, my friend. Well done. You just stopped. I always liked the Enterprise E better than the D, but that's... Because they pretty much futurized it. Record does not yeah, yeah I with the, the long, is, I, I don't know if sleek I, engines. Directed by Adam Nimoy? My yes, this is directed by, yes, exactly. Leonard Nimoy's son directed this episode. He actually directed wow. another episode. He directed yeah. Rascals. Let's run a ship Michael, Michael, Michael Pillar died after the show had finished, right? 
Yes. yes. After the run, yes. During, yeah. I think, the run of actually Deep Space Nine, I that. think. Yeah, yeah cancer. Yeah. Brain cancer or something? Describe something like the something, exact Some type of cancer, I believe, yeah. Well, um... Jordy was no, talking that she showed about Barkley what it felt like to touch the plasma Tapping field. behind her ear. And yeah. you were taking a sip of tea. Did you sense something from any of us at that time? Any unusual emotion? It's Gurney Halleck. Not a thing. I was empathically aware <laughs> of you right up to the moment uh, when you froze. From Dune. And from, from then Dune. you all stopped. Oh, I haven't seen Dune. You're not missing much. <sighs> I like Dune. That's what I've heard. I'm like, no, the David Lynch movie is worth a look. It's freaky, but it's worth a look. Maybe it was my imagination. There oh, were moments in that yet. lecture hall when I thought time It's always about time a chest burster come out of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is another possibility, Counselor. Riley. This could be nothing more than sim. Oh, there she is. Oh. oh. You all right, Counselor? What happened? You were motionless for three minutes, 11 seconds. It appears to be the same effect that you described in ours. Do you remember anything? No, and what did you guys do during those three minutes and 11 you. seconds? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm really curious about. <laughs> Put away the Polaroid. <laughs> Don't get me started, Rico. <laughs> 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 I didn't it's think it would take very much, lose, Brian. You'll lose your family-friendly rating and heart. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, well, that's, that's the post-show. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do the post-show on that. But you've only aged twenty minutes. I'm just saying, three and three minutes and eleven seconds. Frozen Troy. I'm just saying. That's all. Those out there that can understand what I mean will understand it. It's kind of like the Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know. So the adults get the certain jokes and the kids get the other stuff. So. Have him scan the region for temporal anomalies. The I'll tell you what. This runabout sometimes in this episode looks like the 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 TARDIS for Doctor Who. I mean, it, it looks huge or something, you know, inside. Because like, I imagine at this point they're just using they the could play the like racquetball or something in there, you know. Yeah, well, I, I wonder what they're using for that set. This must be the DS9 set. Yeah. 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 The Enterprise. Because I guess if this is season six, DS9 would have been. I'll take a. I'll have to take. I'll take a quick look here. I've got the some info pulled up on it anyway, which I try to do usually. I know there were some comments about the uh, the fact they were using a runabout. Let's see. They never show you the name of it. It's called the Enterprise D runabout. Reused footage from DS9. We have an engine failure warning. In the interior half set was built on the budget of the TNG. Starboard and the cell just cut out. So I guess they did build some of this specifically for this episode. Yeah, I can't say I ever remember a little lunchroom in the back restored. of any of the DS9 runabouts. What happened? Yeah. Starboard antimatter. Do we ever go to the back of the runabouts? Yeah, in DS9. In DS9. Yeah, there's a few like of a, them. I remember that one, especially with um, no, the Klingon the episode where they went to get that sort of Kalos sword with Worf and according to the plasma conversion there were a few times where they used it. Yeah, this does look pretty roomy. Let's check that sensor. It must be malfunctioning. I'll check the fuel consumption logs. Check the snack bar. Now this is this has always confused me. This next part, when Picard looks at the fruit, he looks at the rotten fruit. Mm -hmm. He says, "Bad dates." Says, yeah. Bad dates. <laughs> what, what is that? Indeed, bad dates. Now, of all things, I think I'll reach out and touch it. 
It's not well, like, it's it's just, like a great idea. It's kind of uh, like a bowl of Krispy Kremes. Now watch. <laughs> there, is, oh, there are four lights! Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh my gosh! He's a witch! He needs a manicure. Alright, we did the fingernails and the nose. <laughs> but that, sirs, it's a witch. Now, here's what I didn't understand. Maybe somebody can uh, can answer me. It's 50 times normal. If his if his hand aged that much, metabolism stabilized. How did they get it to go back, or did his hand like it happened uh, when I reached for the, for the rest of his life? Was it like way older than the rest of his body? <laughs> Maybe they just gave him a manicure and and he went on. Well, what, like that, did they say there how long it was supposed to? 50 times or something? He was in there for about a... Oh, it appears that within okay. the disturbance... Yeah, I don't think it had to be... Time yeah, is moving so it was only like 50 days rate. worth of... of like nail growth. Actually, it doesn't really make sense, though, because she said like 50 times, and, and his nails look like, it's you know, a month or two or something. Yeah. 17 yeah. meters from the ship. So, yeah, because he was in there for, what, like four seconds? Yeah, if that... It's nitpicky, but I just thought, huh, interesting. Check the home integrity. I mean, I'd ask you, I asked before. Do you do you have a TNG tricorder like the one Data has there? Do I? Yeah. Yeah, it I have the, the master replicas master one, right? Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ms. Laforge, I was tempted to get the one that EFX made, but I was like, nah, I don't really need to spend that kind of money on basically what I already have. They tweaked a couple little things on it, but minky mm. nights. <laughs> Become a little rock. more selective in what I buy lately. Yeah, I need to take that hard to hard. <laughs> Lateral thrusters online. Well, no, see, see, we're balancing again, Data. Brian. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're taking over my spot for a little while. I'll Make come sure back. Don't worry. You still got some space in that garage. I've got a few things. There's a few things that would. I'll tell you what. If they made a new uh, Falcon, new, a new Millennium Falcon, if anyone made another studio scale one, I'd probably be all over that. Well, EFX was supposed to be making that small phenomenon. Yeah, I realize. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop. What was that? There is another temporal disturbance oh, directly no, not behind another us. Temporal disturbance. <laughs> How they find Wait, these things in the Captain, vastness of space sometimes just sort of Apparently they're everywhere. Yeah. It's like, okay, we've got all this room to go, but boy, we find the fun stuff, you know. They're like Visa. They're everywhere you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> What's in your runabout? <laughs> yes, Miss LaForge. <laughs> Sensors are picking up temporal disturbances throughout There's the actually region. something funny that I noticed they started doing in Voyager for a while. They, called, they started calling everything sizes. something ometric. Gravimetric, <laughs> temporometric, and then the worst one I ever heard was interferometric. The is moving at a different rate. <laughs> there was like an interferometric <laughs> field. I'm like, they're just not even trying anymore. Yeah, the techno babble sometimes. They, they, all these actors, I've heard them talk about that at different conventions and stuff. And yeah, they, they said the words these guys would we'll invent sometimes. We'll have to limit our maneuvering were, speed to yeah. one half impulse, but I think we can do it. And Take a suffix and throw it on some other horizon. word, and you know. I would have done that. Yeah. Yeah, they always are invo inventing some new form of radiation too. It's like, you know. <laughs> How many ways to kill us? Yeah. I mean, well, like this, this podcast would be Rico-centric. Yes. <laughs> These are the coordinates. She, Perhaps the enterprise has been delayed. Are you sure? Take that thing off your face. But the long-range sensors on maximum <laughs> say there's no sign of the enterprise. Get the headband off. But I am picking one up thing, a thing. I've never seen LeVar Burton. Possibly metallic. It's difficult to tell. The energy I've levels are really practically non-existent. Talk a lot about wearing that visor. I know that he said it was just, you know, very the fragmentation awful, effect is you know, increasing. And he couldn't see barely. Slowing to one eighth impulse. I haven't heard a lot of detail on that before. I think, I think he mentioned at Chicago, 
At Chicago, I think he mentioned that they act there were actually special kind of screws that would push on his temples at the ends to hold it on. And it actually did. Oh, and it actually did give him headaches, and it wasn't really the most comfortable thing to wear. Yeah. Okay, so now we come up to this Enterprise scene of the Enterprise and a Romulan warbird sort of frozen fire on, uh, firing on each other here in space. Pretty cool shot. Warbirds are awesome. Yeah, that was, that was great. Oh, I love the Warbird, too. Yeah, that's uh -huh. a great, that's a great ship. On the that's Warbird one of the best ships I think they have in one on of the, the temporal fragments. Mm -hmm. Just the, col the, the color of the, to be converging the shape. In about it's just really cool. I'd say we're totally looks the like there'd be the no room for anyone aboard and really the way it's laid out maybe i don't know but sensors can't yeah, it seems it's like empty in the middle field. Yeah. it's got those two wings well it definitely wouldn't hold quite as many people as uh, it looks like mo it most of the crew would be in that kind of front part yeah yeah, yeah. I still the like the Katinka D7. The doesn't look to have sustained any damage at all. That's oh, yeah. Favorite, wonder yeah. if the Enterprise even had time to get off a shot. The Romulans could have decloaked before the Enterprise had a chance to respond. There's a second energy beam. It's coming from the Enterprise the deflector array. Special effects crew was probably really happy with this be. episode because all they it's had to do was Photoshop in. It's impossible to tell from a visual inspection. <laughs> you know, yeah, but they didn't really have that back then. If you read the, uh, some of the notes on this online on this episode, they, I guess uh, Adam Nimoy wrote a lot of long that would be advisable, sir. notes to in the effects the guys of what he wanted to think, different things to look like in this fragments. episode. Oh, we were integrated into its yeah, time it was, uh, it was actually the optically a lot for them to do, because this is, again, back... Oh, we have to find this back, you know, even a copy of the, the you know, Windows Movie Maker would be beyond what these guys had to use back then. Everything was much more difficult and complicated with film. Possibly. I, I kind of figure at this point they would have been a bit more comfortable that being that it's near the end of the series, but yeah, I mean, it was obviously a lot more difficult at that time to do stuff than it is now. Well, yeah. I, I it hear that they, they really are going to do the, the Blu-ray yeah. versions, and they've been doing, yeah, they've got certainly uh, what, four to six episodes they're working on right now. But if we wanted to interact with the new effects on it everything, I'm excited about that, personally. Yeah, I'm just really happy they're going to do it, finally. Oh, yeah, that's going to be... It would have to be practically skin tight. I think the, the, the plan, the last word the field, plan sir. that I heard was, yeah, they were going to do a, a handful Captain, of episodes, release those, see how those work, went, but you know, how their people respond time. to buying and all that, and then decide to, you know, can uh, hopefully Mr. go Forge, forward. So we'll, we'll have to go out and buy the, you know, these. they'll probably pick, you know, four or five for the most popular episodes. Well, I can't wait to see TNG and HD. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that, w that would get me to buy this. I've never bought TNG. I, um, I bought I bought them all, watched them all, and then I sold them on eBay, and that was it. I haven't, I haven't had a Channeled all communications since. through the subspace relays and the armbands. Sure. And now with them all, we'll you know, for streaming and stuff, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's nice to have them still, but it's, it's, it's becoming less and less needed these days. I, I like their little armbands. This was a cute idea. Yeah. What are those supposed to do? I missed it. They, oh, that keeps them out of the temporal oh, flux yeah. capacitor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now they have a little warp. You're only dizzy again for well, three minutes and eleven seconds. created an artificial <laughs> pocket of time around you, so it's probably playing tricks with your equilibrium. And how come Troy's armband isn't working? To it. You let me know if it gets any worse. Mm -hmm. It's working. No, no, she just, just, she just didn't. Yeah, she's she more dizzy. sensitive to it. She's just more sensitive. Yeah. Energizing. <laughs> she senses pain. Pain. Oh, this is this is now this was cool. Can you imagine being one of these actors, and not everything is just still shot because they're walking through it. And if you look real carefully, you can tell they're they're holding their own there. But oh, the, the, the frozen positions, yeah, yeah, that would be difficult. All of them with disruptors. How would be that, so difficult? 
Wanna the Romulans running around the bridge. Look at these two. These yeah, two are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and keep in mind, too, when they film these this stuff, they don't film it like necessarily consecutively or all in the same day or, or different. When they go from shot to shot, they have to reset right. up. So somebody yeah, there, is, you know, or multiple people have to keep track of where everyone's at, exactly their pose. It's not all one done in one big take. Maybe we could do something to help Will. <laughs> Look at Riker. Why did I have on. to use Captain, this pose when I lay down on the ground? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> However, the information currently displayed indicates there was a massive there, power surge in engineering. Right over me. <laughs> did you notice too that Data had a, a cold in this one? If you listen real carefully, he sounds a little nasally. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's actually a couple of episodes, and I can't remember you know which ones they are. There's a couple of episodes where Data sounds a little under the weather. Yeah. That power like, surge. I'll be in transporter room three. Miss LaForge. LaForge here, sir. We well, he could have, could have easily had a throwaway line. Like, Troy, were you supposed to simulate that to, to make him better or sort of fit in with people? You know, fake it, basically. Yeah. Understood. Same thing where when you see him in the future, he's got the little gray That's gray streak, yeah. Like a skunk. That was weird looking, though. It's like, okay, that's not really what happens usually, you know. Yeah. You know, you never I'm really glad. get to see it closely, but here you do. I, I've always, I've always found it interesting that their pants, how they're like kind of cut in the front to go around their boots. The boots, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, at this point, Kirk would have blown up the uh, Romulan warbird. Yeah, he's like, yeah, first, yeah. We're the first step would have been, you know, go over there and basically uh, hijack that thing I like or this blow one it up. Too. It's like, uh, hello guys, we've got a surprise. <laughs> Maybe we can go around. Hmm. I just kick him out of the way. No, we'll find an alternative route. Time to find the Let's alternative route. Now, what's oh, the what's hello. the deal on this? The 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 turbo lift wouldn't work, so they had to climb well, through these ladders, down. right? Well, it's all, it's all stuck, slowed down. Right? Yeah. 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 But okay, do they explain why they can still breathe? Because that well, would mean the life support would be also like not. There'd still be oxygen on it. Well, I guess there'd be yeah. enough, yeah. Because if every, if everyone else is basically frozen in time, they're not using it, right? right. So okay. Oh, that's yeah. actually kind of a cool effect. Which one, Joe? I think I'm ahead. Did you see him move there? Did he you moved. see him move? Yeah, he moved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you moved. You moved. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah. You moved. <laughs> Cut! Oh, this was a great one, too. What is she doing? Like karate? Uh, Beverly's being dancing. shot by a Romulan in sick bay, right? Yeah, I think oh, I pulled oh, ahead of you guys. That was the because... cool effect I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, you're maybe a few seconds ahead, Joe. Just yeah. maybe pause, do a quick pause or something. Yeah, well, just, just let me know when me. you see the two ships again. Two ships there. right now. Okay. Okay, yeah. I just I was really surprised when they they use that same technique in the next the phase one where Jordy and Roe are uh, it's a similar plot line where one one of the Romulans is is uh, in the phase. Oh, with he moved. <laughs> At first, I actually thought that this episode was that episode. Oh right, with Roe and and Jordy. Roe and Jordy, yeah. Yeah, that's a good this one too. I think I've done that. I, like I think I've, I've I think so. Podcasted on that one. This is just like um, the TOS episode. What was it Excuse by any other name? Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. Right. The Scalosian water yeah, thing. Yeah, the Blink of an eye. It appears blink, oh, right, blink of an eye. Just been these three on board, and according to this, one thing I yeah, like about this episode a lot is you, you get to see a lot of different parts of the ship and, and some of the crew doing things that you don't usually see. You get a better feel of the you know the that the Enterprise D is like actually you know has a crew more than the top like. Bridge that one looks in yeah. the there's actually other people aboard. Invasion, then why yeah. are they unarmed? It doesn't make this, any sense. This particular Captain, scene in the transporter room 
really reminded me of Dr. when Crusher we were in Vegas and we did the, uh, disruptor blast we did the, uh, the experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, they did really well. It really reminded me of when, I, when we were in the Go transport. Ahead, Data. Was cool. Yeah, yeah the transport side and the bridge side of the experience is really yeah. good. It was mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, I did a way back when before the Borg thing and the Borg thing was fun, yeah. Sears move. Now she looks like she was on the bridge, but it's not the same person, right? They're in engineering. I swear she oh, looked right. like she was in Data's position on the bridge. She looks they were they were low on extras they yeah. 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 I mean I mean she's <laughs> got that same haircut. Oh, no. It's the Delaney sisters. There's a warp core oh, bridge okay. in progress. Chose the wrong one. Oh now here we go. Here we go. Oh, the little cloud coming out of the warp <laughs> core or whatever, yeah. Well, that's not ideal. Yeah, that's probably bad. Yeah. yeah. It is the flashpoint of a warp core explosion. But Jordy's and there, so expanding. if they speed up time again, he could roll expanding. under the door as it's coming down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were incorrect. I'm going to be great time. Again. I've determined that time is moving forward at an infinitesimal rate. Why didn't we notice it before? Our initial conclusion was based on our observations of the crew. The warp core breach moves at a much faster rate. Here it comes. Okay. Oh, gosh. The motion of the cloud is within my visual detection threshold. I'm sorry, but this was so At its out current of rate of expansion, so it will consume the Enterprise approximately nine oh, hours I laughed, 17 and I minutes. I, I, I rewinded and watched it over and over. To stop it. Because it's so silly. It is no longer a question of stopping it, sir. It's totally not, Picard. The explosion has already he occurred. Here, does he? The fact Wait. that it is moving slowly changes yep, nothing. Yes. All right. Watch. There he goes. He's, he's, he's walking over to the cloud, yeah. He hasn't done it yet on my... Astonishing. No, he hasn't done it yet. Not yet. His okay. brain's going to start to go goofy. Do we know what caused the breach? No. You'll hear him laugh. However, the console but displays indicate a power it? transfer yes, in has. progress between the Enterprise and the Romulan ship <laughs> at the moment like time to celebrate. Like what I would do on the windshield of a dirty car. That is why there's a second beam <laughs> there between go. the yeah. two ships. Well, wash wash me. Power. Blow up me. Yeah. yeah. Blow me up. Perhaps we should Spock go aboard the Romulan ship. The answer to that question, mate. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> They're like, what the heck? Look, I made it, so. <laughs> and then he, like, he points at it. Oh, check it oh. out. Oh. <laughs> I know. When he points at it, it's fabulous. It's like, I'm all right. I just went crazy for a second. Yeah. Uh, bash in the window. Captain, you're alright? Now he's doing his four lights thing again. Yeah. Oh. Dizzy. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just love seeing him do that. No! Seems like no! he. No! Sort of like, uh, yeah, this, this is where you see Patrick Stewart. No! You know, he, Get us out of here! No! Now he's lying over this. He really pulls it out when he goes off like that, changes from one emotion to another, you know, with just a snap of his fingers, pretty much. And looks like you I love that little tool that uh, Jordy has in time continuum. You never see that though. Must have been it's like a backwards telescope. In much the same way deep sea divers experience nitrogen narcosis, you experienced a form of temporal narcosis. Temporal Can narcosis. Can we modify the space isolators to give us better protection? Is that what it is? I'd say the best thing we can do right now is to be careful. Limit our exposure to their time frame. I'd say no longer than 10 minutes per trip. No smiley faces either. we should probably stick together while we're there, just in case. Right, in the warp corporation. The first step is to find out why the Enterprise was transferring power to the Romulan ship. I think we should begin our search in the Romulan engine room. Counselor, you spent several See, days See, Riker's not there to say he vessel. can't go, so now mm, Troy has to say he can't go. Probably know more about the layouts than anyone here. <laughs> Perhaps 
can't have you riding in the Romulan ship. <laughs> Captain, it might be better if you stayed here Was this yeah, time. Was the first time that they actually, they actually to recover. built a Romulan uh, warbird bridge uh, set? I can't yes, remember. Well. I don't no, know. There was the episode where Troy was. Uh, oh right, he doesn't mention yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. where she was face of the had the makeup on right. Uh huh. Good episode that was too. I've tasted mm-hmm. better ven- venery on prison ships. <laughs> with the with the lady that they had act as the wrong commander who was on Jordy, there should be a power like utilization episodes. monitor over there. Her and that other guy that played war uh, played Alexander when he was old. They were on, probably on, on TNG more than anybody else ever. Huh. As extras. This is highly unusual. No, as, as like guest star not at battle people. stations. Oh, them in like Jeffrey, Jeffrey Coombs was in like three, three different scenes, I think. That's Take a look at this. Wayoon. Yeah. Wayoon and Andorian guy. And, yep. and, and he was on TNG, I think, as well. World Federation game. wrestler Probably would overload uh, the Enterprise's engine and cause the core breach. Perhaps the warbird was trying to destroy the Enterprise. I don't How think do you so. read Romulan? According there, to this, Jordy. the Romulans were actually yeah, trying to shut down. Visor has like transfer. a translation. He has Ooh, that is, that's a good idea. Yeah, this I like is that. To look less and less like so built in to translate. Yeah, he's got Google in his visor. What are you doing, Jordy? Just I'm googling. I'm googling. My browser's not working. Jordy, the engine oh, glows completely inactive. I'm That's impossible. No, my visor blue the screen. The use an artificial yeah, light and singularity as a power source. I'm sorry. Once it's activated, it's, it's it can't frozen. be shut down. Let's take a closer look. Oh, let's take a closer look. At that green I mean, wall. Have you ever wondered about the, the Romulans' outfits, too? Their shoulder blades. Man. They have, like, the tank that they had control. when they were designing them, they had like an overstock of shoulder pads and wardrobe. Yeah. They said, we got to get rid of these things. Well, the, well, this is opening the warp port. I think we found the problem. Looked like a like one of those little drink bridges. Oh, they are <laughs> out of fireflies in their engine room. Yeah. It appears to be a highly no focused fear? aperture in the space-time continuum. I think that you mean Romulan ale. Its energy yeah. signature oh, yeah, right. matches right. that of the temporal fragments we observed earlier. However, it is approximately 1.2 million times oh, as intense. I believe this may be the origin of the temple. Oh, it's like the first thing you learn in Star Trek. Whenever something makes a little noise that's abnormal, something bad is going to happen. I'm not certain yet. Mm -hmm. They exhibit a complex bioelectric pattern, very possibly organic. Complex bioelectric pattern. From a molecular configuration, it appears... See, I still find it strange. I know the whole excuse is the universal translator and everything, but the Romulan should probably be speaking Romulan. There's an energy buildup in the phase compensation. Check the main distribution matrix. Yeah. Well, you know how that's supposed to work, Joe? That I'll tell you in a second after they get through this sort of noisy part about the Universal Translator. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's tied into their comm badges. So they're not really speaking English. Right, we're, we're getting it in English because their comm badges are basically translating. And there goes the Enterprise, blows up. Oops. And he's like, I, I knew I should have sent you over there, but then it reverses, and now it's... Oh, 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 oh,
I actually need to. I, I need to Google that. That that. I guess that piece of trivia is how many times does the Enterprise actually blow up? Blow in, up throughout TNG. Uh, what was that to, one episode where it blows uh, up every minute? Oh, the one with yeah. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. I think yeah. this is actually the only. I believe my tricorder um, emissions caused the temporal aperture to activate. This is only the third time from what I'm reading here. The third time the Enterprise D is destroyed when uh, in time the series. Resumed. Did you observe so is this any before the, the cause and effect to where it blows up no, like this is after right. This is after cause. It was time, time squared and cause and effect were the other times. The well, cause and effect blew up like five times. True, yeah. true, right. Something I guess they just counted the episode as a one. Yes, Captain. It looks to me like they were trying to stop whatever was happening here. Fraser kept where you are. Can you determine what is happening I think so, Captain. Oh, they lost Jordy. Yeah, you're still ahead. I'm still ahead. Yeah. A little. Yeah, Something's you're because right yeah, he's still on the screen for me. I'm he's seeing, I'm though. seeing Jordy looking at the Romulans. Always standing right here. Oh. And now he just grabbed Jordy and they flew back. That yeah. was awesome that they both fell in secret. Jordy's shaking on the ground now, like he's got epilepsy. He's in neural shock. Yeah. yeah. Or neural shock. Yeah. 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 I keep pulling ahead of you guys. Sometimes he's dying. like the uh, the refresh rate of mine is different or something. It's Canada. Everything's fast for Joe. It's metric. Yeah, it's metric. That's probably why, Joe, they're all talking like munchkins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, time is moving faster for you there, Joe. Yes, but follow the yellow brick warp. I'm getting unusual readings from his bio crazy up here, you know. We do everything a little bit quicker. I'm not certain he is a Romulan. Maybe we're caught in a temporal field down here. We're moving slower than you are. Well, uh, you know, well, no, I'm not going to get into that discussion. I was going to say something about the economy is moving slower, but no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. I think that's pretty much everywhere. That, that, that's a conversation for the a Star Trek future commentary. does not yeah. conform to any known species. His bioelectric patterns are in a state of temporal flux. Now, did yeah. they just sort of pick him up, or what, do they transport him back continuum. to the runabout, this, this guy that looks like Romulan? Organic they must, they must have. Yeah. Unless they got out and walked, which I doubt. look at those readings. Because I guess they've shown that they can actually they can interact with the the frozen people, but I guess he wasn't frozen at the time. This is a biospectral analysis of the temporal aperture. The organic readings originated from these dark spots. They appear to contain some sort of energy patterns. Or he just has cavities. I don't know which. <laughs> one or the other. They look like, like energy patterns. Cellular clusters. Its bioelectric patterns are similar to those of the aliens, however, they are significantly less complex. Its cellular structure appears to be in a state of mitosis. You know, maybe this is just me, the, the computer guy talking, but those. I, I like the whole Elkar's interface, but it seems totally useless. It might be There's a lot of wasted to... space down there. Yeah, but it looks cool. Yeah, you know? it does. So that's all that really matters, Joe. It's kind of like having a Mac. Yeah, pretty hey. much. Yeah. <laughs> you must. It looks cool. Or so an iPad, yeah. Yeah. No. Who are you? Love the effect this of this probably is not yeah. like It was necessary it's to assume it to exist in your time. Why? Was that Rick like a multiplier or something? Or? We had yeah. to, come <laughs> to save them if they were in danger. Like Who were in danger? Yeah. We're young. They will die in a gravity well. And I've got a bad makeup job on my left or Artificial my right gravity well. <laughs> Do you mean Romulan work. engine core? <laughs> yes. You see it? Our young are trapped. We must get them out. Return them to our time. Yeah, the universal translator structure is destabilized. this episode. Yeah. How are your young trapped in the core? We must use... 
of natural That would be a great name for a song. I should have done a parody called Trapped in the Core. We thought the Romulan Core would suffice. It did not. Captain, I believe the aliens mistook the artificial singularity, which the Romulans use in their engine, for a natural one. Uh, a black a hole. Call. They tried to use it as a nest. That's what deactivated the, the Warbirds' engine core. I hate it when core. people or so things nest in our So the sent out a distress core, call. You know? Oh, that's yeah, that's the responded. I had birds trying to nest in my barbecue. So. Power transfer. Oh, power transfer. It's like, well, it's power like a banana transfer. in the tailpipe or something. When the power transfer came into contact with the alien nest, disrupted space time continuum. Yeah, they did you attack the enterprise? That would have been a honey barbecue then. Yeah. Honey of one. Stop power transfer. Look at him, he's starting he's to shimmering. Yeah. Are there any oh, others like you here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh gosh, don't don't start Do that. You know where he is. Could he help us restore normal time? He's a vampire, run away. How do we just Oh, he's huh? shimmering, he's, he's shimmering, he's shimmering. He's gone. And he's gone. And cut to commercial. Yes. <laughs> Let's just all Let's stand here and wonder. Look for at a each moment. other, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but where? Did he go? <laughs> Some rock series, rock series. <laughs> Still can't believe William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy are 80 years old. That's crazy. No, that's unbelievable. I estimate the coverage will know, consume the, the Enterprise in approximately seven hours, two minutes. Shows and that's it. Fringe? Um, yeah, he, oh, he's retiring from cons, so apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that he, he likes to retire a lot. Sure. Yeah, he just keeps retiring, retiring. Yeah, space heard, isolation yeah, field. It's not possible to generate a field of that magnitude. For I should do that. I'll just retire, retire until Monday. Yeah, until Monday. You know, I quit. <laughs> no. Well, you know what? I got hired to do that uh, that Trek concert coming Mr. up Beta, in November, and I found out how the much these guys actually charge to, to make because I'm the replacement forwards. for a Star Trek and then star. Back again. Correct, sir. And uh, I found out how much these guys charge to go. Do you know that, course, that uh, to move William backwards. Shatner charges a hundred thousand dollars for an appearance? We might be able to. Yeah, wow. yeah, I'm yeah not Leonard Nimoy. Lot, but I'm not surprised. Leonard yeah. Nimoy does seventy, fifty to seventy thousand. Walter Koenig does seventeen thousand, but you have to write a script. The breach never happens. Oh wow! So he just doesn't. Just tell me what to say. Yeah, that's what he does. It should be possible to better control the temporal. So they got me for fifteen hundred. Sounds like a good deal. I think they'll be more entertained too. Hey, I like yeah. Star Trek. You should charge me Shatner. I like I like William Shatner, of course. You know, how can you not? But the when I was when I saw him last year at uh, I think it was at that Chicago convention. All he talked about, and I think he took maybe one or two questions, but all he talked about was his Captain's new, log you know, the new show. After placing the modified you know, bleep my dad on the says, which of course got canceled. We anyway. have returned to but the that's all. He just comes up there and basically <laughs> pitches to the audience his new show, and I would have been okay with him talking a few minutes about it, but it's a promotion. I just thought that that was a little unkind. Patrick Stewart, on the other hand, Patrick Stewart is always awesome at any con. I mean, I. They're both fun to watch and on, you know, on screen, but sometimes I, Ooh, everything's going back I don't know, the convention stuff, I think they should do a little more for the fans. Well, I mean, Shatner, you know, traditionally has been hailed as kind of a jerk, so... Yeah, I kind of, and I, I think he's he's kind of okay with that. Captain. <laughs> yeah. Made a lot of Go money ahead, Mr. Being a jerk. It's not like he hasn't heard it a lot that people haven't told him. The workcore breach has been reversed, sir. They're ready to stop the power transfer, Mr. Data. There's a lot of people in Montreal that are jerks, so... Oh, okay, well... Did you guys enjoy how um, 
I love it when they have to destroy parts you of the set. You must stop! Like you must stop! Putting different things to make it look like uh, like it's destroyed. Yeah, I love that. Like yesterday's Enterprise, or this episode on the bridge. Where they've got Specified energy systems have been initialized. Well, I never knew, like, I know, like, on PS9 when they went to that other, like, uh, abandoned station. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir, I already have. I think Tarek Nor was DS9. They must shut it down. Or whatever, they, yeah, when the they went there, like, did they destroy the sense, or did they rebuild the sense? It can be disengaged. Computer regressed. Place a level 3 containment field around the warp That's core. right, there was an episode in DS9 where they traveled, had the end, they went back in time or something. Yeah. Damage report! Shields down to 27%. And now we find out... What the situation was. Yes, yeah, now the time is catching up with them, right? Oh, he was helping, right? Well, time to explain, number one, continue well, the evacuation the of the Romulan ship. It's the gentle You'll kind of the forward in the yeah. Romulan engine room. They were directed to sick bay. Now, yes. what, did, what was the techno babble that stopped and, and, and worked? What did they do? Right, they, they did something to the to get time started again. but who taken Romulan form. I was firing at her. I don't know. Oh. No, no, it was like, paying, well, nobody paying attention, huh? Where did she go? Well, I was, yeah. but it was like, <laughs> all of a sudden, they're like, oh, time's going again, yeah. There was an action scene. Status, Mr. Data. It was, it was by There was exposition, and was everything was all right. The power transfer. <laughs> well, I know Data did something, basically, in the engineering area. A yeah. corporate is again imminent. As usual, I guess once Wesley left, Data had to save the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the feedback from the Probably with notes from Wesley, though. Yeah. It is nested uh, memory engines. For situation A, see page 325. Now always make sure you're doing a science project. That's right. Yes. With antimatter. Okay, here's what it said online. Data believes that it's possible to put the theory into practice by remodulating the delta band emissions of this tricorder to produce the desired effect. Da -da 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 -da. Wow, so, yeah. all was in the tricorder. Yeah. It's either the tricorder cool. or the transporter or overloading a phaser. That's what usually solves the problem. Or the yeah. holodeck matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It appears yeah. that severing the power transfer has not only prevented the core breach, but has also restored space-time to normal. The but alien attack me has vanished, sir. That's okay. They just All go to DS9 and get another well. one. Yeah. <laughs> Judging from the residual temporal fluctuations, Maybe they get, like, the I believe they've returned to their own time continuum. Ooh. Captain? Director's like, what's going on? What are you talking about? Captain? It's going to take a little time to explain. A little time. Oh, oh, what a delicious pun. Captain Block, Stardate 46945.3. We successfully evacuated the crew British of the Romulan British. ship. Yeah. I mean, We're on course to the neutral zone French, but he to bring British. them home. Come in. Oh, nice teapot, by the way. That is a nice pot, yeah, that he's got. It looks cool. It looks like a light I always found fixture. that in general, like when whenever they had like of you know, stuff out of the uh, out of the replicator, their, their dishes are very. Spot cool. is sleeping, sir. Yeah. Why do you ask? Spot is sleeping. No reason. Spot is not sleeping. I'd like you to cross-check the personnel assignments. not in here, though. Notify the department yeah, heads. Your bridge just begins She's probably gonna start freaking out soon because she wants food, but. Yeah. What are you doing? I was about to ask the same thing. Recent events have compelled me to study how humans perceive the passage of time. All right. For example, I've often heard people comment that time seems to pass more slowly in one instance or more quickly in another. In now, reality, the actual passage of time remains better. fixed. It's like this is scientifically impossible. 
I suppose it depends on how but people he's talking perceive about, time. Yeah, well, he's talking about the perception. Every situation is different. Oh, okay. All right. It depends on. And the, you know, I guess feel. depending on how he I've would be testing programmed. The aphorism, but a watched I, you know. pot never boils. <laughs> I've boiled the same amount of water in this kettle 62 <laughs> times. In some wow. cases, I have ignored the kettle. In others, I have watched it intently. Rico, this seems like something you might do in lab. Yeah, well, it was a quiet week last week, so maybe I should do this, you know, experiment. I'm doing about the water boiling experiment. Any differently than my internal chronometer. Would it be something if you didn't ever have to sleep? Yeah, sir. Data people do not have internal chronometers. See what happens if you turn yours off. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I will try that. Yeah, it's interesting how if you think about that, like, why is data never? Data should always be working. Just don't be late for your shift. Well, that wouldn't be fair to him if, if you did that, because he, since he is a sentient being, right? Yeah. You yeah. could make him work all the time. That would be like abuse. Yeah, and I think I think the one of the reasons too was that they always tried to the plan was to make him sort of integrate with the crew, and, and right. if he was there all the time, then that would take away from you know everyone going well. Socialization and all that jazz. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's the episode. As, as much as we paid attention to it. Yeah, I think we, paid, I think we did pretty good. We didn't go too far off, and uh, we talked about some of the stuff in it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a it's, a it's a really different episode, that's for sure. I mean, they did a few, they played around with time, you know, a few times on, on TNG. And, and obviously this is a, 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 in the idea of these aliens that, that live in these, you know, weird time zones that this Romulan singularity produced or whatever. Yeah, I had even forgotten about the cause of it. I thought it was something just some little spatial anomaly. The anomaly girls could say that better than me, but they have practice. Yes, they do. Yeah, I wonder if though they flub it sometimes. Anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, Joe, I'm going to be up in Montreal. I think at oh, uh, get out. at some point in probably maybe late September. Well, let me know. I have uh, I, I have some recommendations. I lived there 25 years, so. Well, I've got a work trip, and I know all the the people listening to Treks into Sci-Fi are just, oh yeah, this is great stuff. But yeah, there's a. <laughs> I'll talk to you more on the forum about it when it gets closer. But probably towards the end of September, I'm going to be there for an evening. Cool. So uh, yeah, well, I got to do a job there at a customer, and then probably fly in one night, do the job the next day, and then fly out that night. So. Uh, How cool is that? Yeah, well, I gotta fix my passport though. I kind of washed it a couple of months ago. <laughs> I thought they were designed well, so that you could wash them. Well, yeah, it's a you clean know, passport. it's it's one of those things where you you look at it and you go, it really doesn't look that bad. But then when you're at the border and the guy's like staring at the thing, you know, you really don't want to be like there and going. Uh, I washed it. I, wa I washed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry about Canadian customs. We'll be like, oh, you look like a nice guy. Come on in. It's no coming problem. Back well, I'm not worried about yeah, yeah coming into Canada. I'm worried about getting back into my country. So I you thought, know, yeah. that's I thought uh, for Canada. <laughs> Canada, Canada, they don't care. You're gonna bring money? Okay, come on in. You know. No, so. but I thought for Canada, you just needed a um, driver's license. No, no that's that's not over. anymore. Uh, I need a passport. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Yeah, they did that. It, they did that in, in, for the Mexico border down here as well. I think uh, there are these new driver's license, special driver's license, but unless you've gotten one recently, and I don't know if those are standard or if you have to like pay extra for it, but yeah. Yeah, so. I'm not sure about driving across, but if you're flying, they will not, they won't let you on without a passport. Right. Yeah. 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 The border down oh. here used to be open with the U.S. driver's license, but they shut that down last year. 
Yeah, they kind of ignore the border there anyway and, and out in your way, don't they? Uh, uh, dude, you Brian, no don't they just sort of run across at night or whatever? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a war zone. Yeah! I mean, Jamie and I, Jamie and I used to go, go down to um, um, Las, uh, Las Palomas, Mexico. For It's on the beach. It's really beautiful. But we don't go anymore because it's just so dangerous down there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. Yeah. Um, well, guys, uh, you guys hang on the line. I'm just going to wind down the, the official podcast, at least. But I hope you guys enjoyed out there listening to uh, to all of us gab. I think the best way, uh, and if you haven't figured this out by now, but you could hear the episode. I, I, I kind of have a feel for how the recording was going. and uh, But you may need to be playing the episode and, and listening to this podcast because we, we talked over a lot of it. <laughs> it was kind of hard. It was kind of hard not to, but... Uh, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed this little different uh, take on uh, on doing some commentary for uh, for an episode of, of Trek and, and Timescape this week. So uh, next week, I think I am talking about The Last Starfighter. I think that's next week. Yeah, and then in two weeks, we're going to do a live show for the for the anniversary on, uh, on that weekend. So um, that's what's coming up. And thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. You guys hang on the line. And uh, for uh, we've got Joe, Ramon, Marco, Brian, Tim, and Rick. And Rico signing off, you guys, uh, you did great. I think it was fun. I think we should do this again sometime. What do you think? By all means, so. why not? Oh yeah. Or we can just talk about whatever next time. We don't even have to do an episode. We'll just we'll just, just chit chat. Put us about all it. in a room together and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Oh, do you guys are you guys watching? Um, anyone see last week's Eureka? You know, oh, Will Wheaton, so awesome. Wesley was, has been on there, and in last oh, he's week so good. he kept calling one of the guys uh, on the show number one. It was yep. pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. that was Quit pretty funny. Quit calling me that. <laughs> number one. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, and, and just hang Thank on the you. line. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. And I'll talk to you next week uh, with the the last Starfighter. Bye bye. Bye. Bye everyone. Bye. 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 This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.